Oh, good idea. Welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, um, we've got the uh, Warriors um, winning when. It looked like they really weren't going to. Uh, so is this the year? We'll see what Mike Hosking thinks. I wonder what he thinks. Uh, a jobs game that uh, Mike stumbled across uh, with some uh, pretty amazing results. Um, we're going to talk about dad bods, which is depressing, and then we'll finish up with some uh, more working from home stats. But before any of that, uh, the MIQ on the buses situation... What does the host think of that? They will say when they get around to explaining all of this, they will say it's the system learning. It's what they normally say. But surely the question to ask after 12 full months of lockdown in the MIQ system is why is it that the learning is so slow? Why is the obvious, the bit that's staring you right smack bang in between the eyes, not addressed at first sight? Why aren't the red flags spotted until they're too late? In other words, just how thick are some of these people running these places? The bus trips they've announced, the bus trips full of potential COVID cases, they're off. They've been cancelled. Herding MIQers into a bus so they can go walk or jog are done because after a full year they've finally worked out what a mad risk they are. Surely it's not unfair to ask just why is it that it's taken so long? The same way we asked all year why they insist on running a programme where you leave your room in any way, shape or form at all. We all know the border's the weak link, don't we? We all know that even with the so-called unknown community cases, it always leads back to the border or its various weaknesses. MIQ, ports, airports, border services, it's always the same. The testing at the border has been a mess. The security at MIQ has been a mess. The whole approach and looseness at MIQ has been a mess. And through all of that, all the positive testing, all the alerts, all the track and tracing, all the lockdowns that resulted, all the constraints on our lives and ability to make a living, still they carried on loading up buses to wander off for walks and sunshine. I mean, after it's 14 days we're talking about. Not 14 weeks or 14 months. For yes, for many it's a pain. Yes, a bit of fresh air is no bad thing, but at what cost? And why does it always take an issue or a mistake or a cock-up for the pin to finally be pulled? Is this, as they would say in the business, uh, best practice? Is this gold standard? Is literally asking for trouble, running the gauntlet, really what we want from a government department that keeps insisting it knows what it's doing? For a government with a hair-trigger mentality on lockdowns, it is astonishing that they keep giving us reasons to keep doubting they have the slightest clue what they're doing in the first place. It does seem to take an extremely long time between the time that somebody goes, hey, this is a dumb idea, stop doing it, or this is a good idea, start doing it, and for those ideas to either be started or stopped... Luckily, not quite so much the case for the Warriors um, the other evening when uh, they had a lot of dumb ideas towards the end of the first half and then um, had a lot of good ideas in the second half and ended up winning the game. Now, listen, if you want to see a side that can win the NRL, then have a look at the Warriors Saturday night. If you're just, you know, if you're just a sports fan who loves drama, have a look at the Warriors on Saturday night. If you thought Tui Vasa-Shek might check out having signed for Union next year, you have a look at Saturday night. If you want to see records broken... Have a look at Saturday night. They had never been down by as much as they were and come back to win. That in itself is probably an issue going forward, given the match against Canberra started well. We not only scored first, but it was a great try. Looked like the try of a side that is class and knows what it's doing. Notable aspects of this side, by the way, if you haven't followed them closely so far this season, they are fitter, they're faster, they can offload in a way we've not seen before. I mean, previously they can look good, of course. They can look flashy, but it's never been consistent. This game, they were superb. Let us not forget the value of the win either. Canberra are a top side. Uh, They are the sort of side you need to beat if you're serious. So to win and come back in the way they did, 
is one we will talk about for the rest of the season. Ricky Stewart, expressive at the best of times, was lucky not to have a heart attack. But the simple truth was, this wasn't fluky, this wasn't luck, this wasn't toss of the coin, it was two top sides playing exceptional football, and the best side won. If you want highlights, obviously to Ivasa Shek, and if I was a league owner or an agent, I'd write a check any size you wanted to keep them. The new recruits yet again turned up, reassuring us that we bought well. We should never, of course, have ended the first half the way we, we did, but... As they say, it is not how you start, it's how you end. And we ended as well and brilliantly as we ever have. If we play like this for the rest of the season, mark my words, there is absolutely no question, no doubt, this is our year. Yes, it's that classic uh, sports formula, isn't it? Um, If we play like this, then we can't lose. But that's the thing, you've got to keep playing like that. And for some reason, sports people just don't seem to understand that. If they just play, keep playing better than the other team, they'll always win. Why haven't they figured that out? Um, why can't we just create jobs for people and then have them go into them? I was thrilled to read over the weekend uh, this $50 million Maori Trades training program they've got going going gangbusters. So it's a $50 million training scheme. Uh, it's the proposals must be by Maori for Maori. The idea is to upskill participants and provide meaningful opportunities into employment. No bad thing there at all. It's a good idea. So far of the $50 million program, $11.4 million has been committed to approved projects and $1.8 million has been paid out. And so far they have created, in the eight months this program has been running, in this $50 million program, eight months it's been running, they've created... Four jobs. So that's uh, probably from the same department. That, that What was the department that gave the 12 families in the number of months the houses? So 12 families and four jobs going gangbusters. At least with those statistics, um, you can be fairly sure they're accurate because they don't take very long to count. So, you know, it's got that going for them. Um, now... <laughs> I was quite depressed this morning when I came in and discovered we were doing an, uh, an interview about the dad bod because apparently um, people are, uh, are saying that they prefer the dad bod to the conventional chiselled, you know, six-pack look. Uh, have we not moved on from this stuff? Saunering's good for you too. I'm into saunering these days and they did a massive study on in Finland where everyone saunas, it's just it's just part of life. And if you sauna for a number of days per week, you reduce your cardiovascular risk by 27%. If you sauna every day of the week, you reduce your cardiovascular disease risk by 50%. Just like that, just by sitting in heat for 15, 20 minutes. I've got every... so many uncomfortable mental images um, sort of charging around in my brain at the moment because, you know, you were talking about your dad bod. Yeah. Now we're talking about you saunering. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's not even 8 o'clock yet. Yeah, I can't do a sauna. It's For me, it's just uh, hot and uncomfortable and it gives me a headache. Uh, yeah, some people love it, eh? I don't understand. I'd, I'm not a fan of subjecting yourself to extreme things to make yourself feel better. Maybe that's why I just don't like leaving the house. Another poll out and working from home. It seems no matter where you do the poll in the world, we like working from home. Uh, they prefer it. 61% um, want some sort of hybrid system. 
This one is done stateside. And, of course, they've been at home for a very long period of time, and more and more companies. We told you about Ford last week, for example. 30,000 workers in America given the opportunity literally to work from home forever. But 61% want a hybrid. They want a little bit of home and they want a little bit of work. 27% want to work remotely all the time. 18% want to get back to the office full-time. 18%. It's hardly an endorsement of the office experiences. So we had some stats earlier on, more stats there. I, I, what I would like to know, because there seems to be a lot of stats around the working from home phenomenon and whether people are into it and how many companies are going to continue doing it and how much of their workforce is doing it and how many days of the week. Are the people collating these stats, are they in an office or are they working from home? That's what I want to know. Are 100% of them working from home or at the office? Anyway, I'm Glenn ZB. I did this all in the office, even though I could have done it at home. Um, I don't understand what's going on there. Why can't I do it from home? Uh, That was the rewrap, and we'll do another one here in the office uh, tomorrow. See you then. I don't know where you are. Probably on a bus or something. (laughs) 